Welcome to the Fullcaster Podcast, episode 46. Our guest today is two of the three principals of Tracy Carter's, Nathan and Trisha Thibodeau. This will be a fun one for us, for sure. Uh, it's uh, it's another first. Uh, aside from the roundtable, this is the first time we've actually had two guests yeah. at the same time. Uh, hopefully you don't mess this thing up too bad. But uh, really well, it's, looking... gotten, it's gotten smooth, really. You know, yeah, really yeah. So far. Behind the scenes, yeah. it's a uh, it's a good half hour after we were supposed to be started here. Yeah, uh, I'm going to blame mostly Derek, but I'd be lying. Uh, just technical. You were just watching me eat Jagged and Wash the last 20 minutes, <laughs> <laughs> so that's true. Indeed, mine's still sitting over there. Oh. Uh, anyways, uh, looking forward to doing this, uh, having two at the same time there with the uh, the guests, and hopefully it all sounds good and all that kinds of good crap, but. Obviously, they have been the forefront and the the, the faces, if you will, of, of Tracy. Right. Uh, obviously, the third one we're talking about, not here today, Eric Nelson. Mm-hmm. Awesome behind the scenes. I know he does a bunch of stuff. Actually, in one of the you know previous episodes, I'm sure I talked about the, fir- the first time I got back in the seat. Right. Was at Cal State's, and it was because of Eric Nelson. So, And actually, I think the first time I met him was when I was racing PRD because he was tuning for Miles Calvin. That's right. And uh, That's right. And I... Started to get to know him. I'm like, I don't know who this guy is, but he's making Miles look really good right now. So, <laughs> yeah. if we were to ask him to be on the show, he'd probably be like, piss off. Yeah. <laughs> Not interested. Uh, He'll fix the sound and everything, though. And, of yeah. <laughs> would have been a lot smoother. Yeah. Um, but we do have, uh, like I said, uh, Trisha and Nathan on the show. We're going to get to them in just a second. But of course, we got to knock out some current events, bud. Um, first and foremost, uh, we're recording this guy on May 27th. It's mm-hmm. going to come out. June 21st. So that's going to be the week of Pat's Acres CRC. Yes. And uh, here at CalSpeed, it'll be the Scusa doubleheader uh, Pro Kart Challenge, uh, rounds three and four. They've already had a, a couple of button willow. Um, but speaking of CRC, uh, the big news that happened just a couple of weeks ago, or I should say should have happened last week, was the opener. That did not happen. It yeah. got canceled. Uh, they didn't have the entries they were looking for. So We had a it, lucrative week in here at CalSpeed, though. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <It> really <laughs> Open <took> practice. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, on my personal side, oh, my right. racing, yeah, it's yeah, about me for this yeah. five minutes. Uh, <laughs> I didn't get a chance to go race, right? I've been yeah. uh, waiting for that one uh, to make uh, make my, quote, racing debut. We did a little bit of test and tune up to that point. but uh, You've had a crazy long off season. Yeah, we were joking about when I did the LAKC the first time. I'd take five months off yeah. uh, from the, the Vegas. Right? I mean, did sport carts, right? But not, not nothing with any kind of oomph. And yeah. <laughs> it, it showed me right, right. away. But uh, yeah, so I, I, that thing got canceled. Uh, but this weekend, as it comes up, it's going to be that uh, Pat's race. And man, I couldn't be more stoked for that. Yeah. Um, but Zero. before I get into that kind of junk, we did actually have a race, and that was Tracy round number four that you were in oh, uh, right. for our current events. Uh, how did that go for you, bud? Uh, up and down. I mean, we're super fast once again, and it was cool because David Vasquez, who drives the VLR4 RLV, was down here, and I was finally- Under my tent, actually. Yeah, right. With Jim Barry. So I was really looking forward to finally getting a measure against him. Because the last time you got a chance to run with him regularly Dude, was, like... was 2017. Yeah, and, and then the last was, time we raced was actually the finale in 2018. That's right. So, And yeah. that was the last time he'd been down here. Mm-hmm. So it had been a few years for him and I to be on track together. Yeah, and, and he hadn't been, I forgot, he hadn't been on the reconfig. No, he hadn't seen the new track yeah. yet. New. A few years <laughs> yeah, old, right? Exactly. But um, no, we were fast. I mean, we had some bad luck. And the, the first he ended up fourth. Second, he got collected in an incident, which sucked. And started from the back and worked my way up in the main. But the pace was there. Didn't have the luck on my side, but... 
all in all, I am leading the points now, which is nice. So just have to work at it and stay up there for the rest of the season. So four races left. Yeah. And uh, they had a, a new winner uh, in your class. That was uh, Albert. Oh, Albert. Yeah. Albert. Yeah. got yeah. in there. And we were talking about like Albert and uh, Andrews, Joey Andrews, and some of mm-hmm. these other guys showing some speed. Um, but you know, it'd been you and Lucas kind of holding the reins, if you will. Right. Um, what do you think? You think it's going to get a little interesting here in the second half of the season? I think so. Albert's putting in the time, and uh, he's he's going to stay up there. I he's think fast. he's yeah, he's fast. I think he's learning from his mistakes. Unfortunately, <laughs> I'm, I'm learning behind him on the start <laughs> that yeah, he, right. he doesn't know how to start yet. But uh, no, I mean he's going to be a threat for sure. And just those, you know, him and Andrews who are having those speed, the speed they're not going to. And it's not to bash them or anything like that. They're going to be the ones that take points away from Lucas and I. Sure. So as much as Lucas and I got to pay attention to each other, now there's more coming into the fold that are more of a threat. To be fair, maybe Jose De Silva's taking more points away from you. <laughs> well, <laughs> too soon. <laughs> yeah, actually, it is too soon. I was uh, waiting till tomorrow to our, mention that. Yeah. Our, our, our good buddy Josie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good word of advice, kids: never race your sponsor. <laughs> it's a little <laughs> tough at times. <laughs> For uh, the one being sponsored, I think. Yeah. Exactly. You lose or lose more. So. Yeah, it's uh, it's been fun so far watching it back in the seat there. You got uh, half down, half to go. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's it's looking good. It's going to yeah. be a fun one to watch. Like I said, the very first part of the current events, obviously I'm going to be going back home. I have said it multiple times, and mm-hmm. I'll just, this will be the, the episode the right before. Right? Yes, yes. The okay. Pacific Northwest, if right. you will, Derek. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, uh, I, I'm so stoked. Like, I... I keep saying like it's been about 15 or so years since I've been there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'll talk about it one more time because when we come back right. from that, I'm obviously going to want to talk about it again. Hold your breath, everybody. Yeah. There's going to be another Can't Mike recap. Yeah. <laughs> skip, skip. Um, but, you know, we got a chance to, we, I, I got a chance to go hang out with my parents uh, and have my dad tune for me over at Indy. Mm-hmm. And that was a, a freaking blast, right? Now, he's not going to be turning wrenches and stuff like that back home, but I'm going to be staying I mean, my parents live 12, 15 minutes away from the track. And nice. They're staying at their house, hanging out with them. I'm sure they're going to be there for at least five minutes of the race. I was going to say, As little yeah. as possible. They'll show up for warm-up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> not even get, important. They'll go out there and get breakfast afterwards. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm really looking for. It's not like I've been there anytime soon. It's not like there's like a bunch of people are going to care that I'm there. But for me, it's going to be really cool. Um, yeah, there's not going to be any welcome home, Mike Smith, as really you're driving not, into no. town. Quite the opposite, actually. I think people are going to actually take the weekend off. <laughs> uh, but I'm I'm looking forward to going there. And, and just because out of nostalgia, I did go back and try to find and speed hive in, in my laps last time I was there. And I think I've told the story, like the last time I was there was Gold Cup. It was a Gold Cup race, but it was 2008. I thought that it was 2007, but it was 2008, and I got a chance to run for Steve Pepka, double zero, and mm-hmm. we ended up uh, qualified third, got wrecked in the first heat, uh, did what Eric Thompson says you got to do, uh, get half, yeah, and then ended up going from like eighth to second in the main oh, wow. with fast lap and ran out of time because it was getting dark, but that, that was the last time I was there, and... I'm really hoping that we do well again, maybe a little less eventful and right, yeah. maybe one step up. But yeah, I'm I'm super, super stoked to go back. No, nah, it's going to be cool, man. I mean, it sucks as, yeah, your season got cut short, you know, a bunch, bunch of other things. But hometown, it'll be a bit of a vacation for you, you know, nostalgic, all that see stuff. See some and, family, see some friends. Yeah, so. Go a little t- faster this time, though. I will be on 100cc and not a world formula. Yeah. So. But it is like a Yamaha that you're going to be on. So <laughs> <laughs> it's that kind of track. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. I've been watching video. I'm, I'm really excited. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. 
but hey, enough about us. Uh, I'll get a chance to talk about that entire weekend on the next episode or what have you. Looking forward Thank to you. getting our current guests on here. Enough, enough jibber-jabbing. Let's make it happen here. Without further ado, come on over, Nathan and Trish. Nathan and Trish, thanks for coming out here on a Friday evening. Actually, I know it's a day off. Uh, Nate, not today. You actually came in to make up a little bit of time, but usually this is your guys' time to chill out and do nothing or everything or whatever it is that you guys do on your days off. Um, for those that don't know, I mean, obviously, Nathan, I, I usually ask, what do you guys do for the 9 to 5? And that, Nathan, you work with us. Uh, I am, yes. I do work here. I'm the Mechanic Supreme. <laughs> the Supreme. Uh, yes. Yeah. Supreme was le- self-given. Ascension level three, just so you know. <laughs> so, How many levels? Awesome. There's <laughs> only three. Well, there's actually ten. So I'm, oh. you know, I actually screwed up today. He's got room I, for I dropped, growth. I dropped down a little. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. He actually he <laughs> entered Cal Speed at ten. He's now at yeah. three. Oh, so that should tell you. It's not well, normally good. when you get to the tenth level, you just hover. Over the <laughs> yeah, right. He <laughs> just, just hover. Yeah. He just waves a hand and stuff yeah. happens. So he had to give up his godlike abilities. So Nathan is one of the one of the pairs of hands that helps our. Sport cart fleet keep turning and burning, rocking and rolling, and I, oh man! Like occasionally the golf carts. Yeah, <laughs> I want to say when I get around to them. Yes, twenty seventeen. Correct me if I'm wrong. So I'm like, okay, yeah. Trish is giving me the yeah. nod. I, it's going to be a thing too. I'm going to look back and forth because I think Trish has got the same relationship with Nathan as I have with my wife. I'll say something, and I'll, I had to. I, is this correct? <laughs> is this what's going on? And I, I think she's got the uh, the encyclopedia in the brain. And speaking of what, encyclopedias and whatnot, uh, Trish, what is it that you do? I mean, we didn't really get into Nathan's deal because we already know. And maybe we'll expand on it a little bit as we go. But you do not work in the racing industry, do you? I do not. Um, I work at the University of Redlands in the library there. I have been employed there as a student for three years when I was an undergrad. And then um, I've been there since 1990, so 32 years. Oh, wow. You don't look a day over 39. Thank you so much. Um, (laughs) I'm still sitting in the same desk, although I have had my chair upgraded a couple of times in the last 32 years. Not because it made it better, but because it wore out, I'm sure. (laughs) It's not upgraded per se. It's actually just a different chair, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, different color. Um, but I, uh, my official title is Technical Services Supervisor. What I really do is all of the new materials that come into the library, um, books, DVDs, newspapers, you know, things like that. Um, I take care of cataloging them and processing them. Um, I oversee our student employees um, in the back office. I'm the liaison for our special collections and rare books room. I do book repair I already got a couple of questions. And other duties as assigned. I was Uh, just going to ask, but you go first. (laughs) Go ahead. Uh, Book repair. Yes. What is that? I can repair books. I can put two and two together. (laughs) Let it out, Nate. It's okay. You can laugh at me. Yeah. Uh, uh, what is book repair? <laughs> so anything from um, pages that are falling out of a book uh-huh. to a really old book where the all of the pages have come out of the actual binding. Mm-hmm. So um, quite literally. 
repairing no, the book. No, but like how? Um, anything from just using glue and gluing something oh, back okay, together. Oh, okay, gotcha. Um, recovering the leather on mm. the um, oh, the outside. That's kind of cool. Resewing a book back together. That's what I wanted to ask. Mm-hmm. I, I knew what happened. She said books and you were like, I don't. What is a book? I, yeah, I the don't. first question was actually, what is a book? The second part <laughs> yeah, was, how out. did they get repaired? You asked that, the book repair stuff. I've actually seen a lot of the book repair stuff happen. My mom worked at a, a library, and we're talking in the 90s, and books are getting old. They've been around for a long time in small town in Canby, Oregon, and you had to fix stuff. You had to keep them together. It's not mm-hmm. like you're getting a ton of new books coming right. all the time. And I would think, actually... That was one of my, a couple of my questions. I want to ask what a student employee is for a second, like a that kind of deal. But how much you talk about the newspapers and stuff like that? How much library usage in the traditional sense that I would think of actual books, uh, card catalogs? Do they even use? No, they we don't, don't have there's, a card catalog. There, there's no Dewey Decimal System being used anymore. There is not. We uh, use the what? Library of Congress classification. Holy system. Dewey Decimal System. See. See, yeah, I'm now way sounds, older than I am. That guy sounds lame. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, things have had to evolve in the in the library game, and I mean, we've talked about it with other stuff like evolution of carding, whatever. But in your job, from 1990 to now, you have seen a immense amount of changes. I mean, I'm just talking about stuff that I remember as a kid, and my mom being there as well. It, do people use the library in the, the traditional sense, or is it basically a computer lab where they're getting research? Um, no, we still we still circulate a lot of books. Yeah. We still have, um, I still have students and whole classes come in to use books that are rare or in our special collections. What, what, what is a, a, quote, rare book? It could be anything from a book that is just very old, you know, 16, 17, 1800s, or it could be something that's rare because only a couple of them were published. Um there's a variety of things we keep in our special collections um, that are either maybe really expensive. We don't want them out on the general shelves for people to check Got out. It. Oh, yeah. wow. I remember as a kid, I mean, the only time we would really go to the the library it, in inside the school, what I mean, we're high school I'm talking about, is it was reports or, you know, doing research on something. God, I remember there was actually a, a, a library in my hometown. I don't know why, but Black Beauty just popped in my head. That and Isaac Asimov, those are like the two things that actually I Isaac remember. Isaac who? Asimov. Oh, Asimov. you are really... Black Beauty, I I, I think I know. Yeah? But who's Isaac Asimov? What, what was it's that? It's sci-fi 60- stuff. Oh. And, and science, not just science fiction, but like uh, space and things like that, because I was really interested. And anyway, so anyway, like I was saying, uh, so yeah, a, a library, what you're doing now, things have changed, et cetera. And then the other question I had, library employees? Um, it's so, like internships or? Uh, no, we have about 15 full-time employees. Some of them are staff, some are librarians. Um, and then we have about 20 student employees. Some of them work at the front desk. So if you come in, you want to check out a book or ask for directions, the student employees typically are the first person that's going to help you. Wow. In the back office where I work, my students are processing new books. So, you know, they're putting labels on and stamping it with a property stamp. Mm-hmm. Um, they're doing some of the book repair. Um, they're helping to withdraw older books from the collection. I got to tell you, it kind of, I mean... For good or for worse, I, I reminds me of vintage carding. Like the fact that there's still that stuff going on, I would have thought for like sure primitive that primitive stuff like that. Pr- primitive, yeah. I guess, yeah. <laughs> she, Trish is I over here. She's going to reach no, across. Sorry, not that. Yeah, <laughs> um, but it's be in in use. 
You know, that yeah. it's not all digital. Well, now, having said that, we have, you know, hundreds of databases sure. um, that yeah. students use quite frequently. Um, and the space itself is also just used for students as a study space. Yeah, right. Um, it is a it's a four year private um, liberal arts university and mm-hmm. um, one. it's a very large library. Mm-hmm. And so students are in there. um Quite a bit, especially during finals um, and yeah, towards I, the end of the semester. Yeah, I didn't know that was a liberal because I don't pay attention, I suppose. But the, I did it was a liberal art that makes a little bit more sense. You're going to have a, a quote big time, more of a, a hardcore library mm-hmm. presence at a liberal arts place. So that makes a little more sense too. Well, none of that has anything to do with racing whatsoever. Not a damn so thing. So obviously, <laughs> stark contrast to what you do as what everybody in this industry knows, and that is, along with Nathan and Eric and, and so many more that are on your guys' team with Tri-C Carters, put on the club races, one of the two clubs that run here at Cal Speed. Um, I, I think that that's the good segue. Is like so People know you guys as Tri-C and that kinds of stuff. Before we start breaking down straight up what you guys do over there on a regular basis, because I think we can talk about that for a bit, how did you guys get involved in motorsports or racing or what have you? And was it Tracy or was it before? Was it, you know, little guys? Was it Munchkins by any chance? Uh, no. You were? Um, <laughs> I, I worked at the university um, after I, I graduated or after my senior year. And I was there for, I worked about six, seven years. And where I worked was, um, it's called the Alumni House, which is basically the old president's mansion. And it was used for events. So they had offices up there for alumni. But we had weddings. And we I did a wedding like every weekend almost. Um, so like people like ran it out. Yeah, they so. ran it out. And we rented it only out to alumni. Oh, So wow. a okay. ridiculously low price. Um, gotcha. And we provide all the tips. So I basically did all the consults with the the parties and stuff and then i would do all the setups and um we had bedrooms in the house so that they could use them for like sleeping over if they needed to or for dressing or whatever um and it had two large yards one on each side of the house and usually one side was for the wedding ceremony and the other side was for the reception right area and so i did that for i said six seven years and they consolidated the position so it was i was my own department and then to save cost or whatever they were doing at the time um they moved my department into somebody else's department and uh, kind of didn't need nathan didn't anymore. need my yeah. help anymore, him out. so man but um, he was doing event event management um which is really what running go-kart races is yeah sure, so. yeah, sure. i mean i actually designed like i put i actually designed like a lighting system you know for um that they could use like you know kind of like you know, if you come out here during we do our uh, banquets and stuff like that, oh, that's right. kind of what I did to set okay. all that stuff up and uh, did all that. And then we did like a lot of like smaller parties and stuff like during the weeks, like faculty events. And and I would actually do a lot of stuff with those guys too. I'd actually like go out and like buy them beer and wine and, and mm. do like hors d'oeuvres for them and stuff. I mean, I'm in the kitchen there. Um, Walk around with a little platter. Well, I mean, most of it was all frozen. I just heated it up. So it wasn't actually, it wasn't actually making too much credit. Yeah. Fresh frozen, um, fresh frozen. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I did that. And it was actually, I mean, I'd been there for a while. And it, it was probably, you know, kind of, that's right. And actually, that's where Trisha and I met. We met at the university. So well, she was basically an alumni in, in herself, like 1990. Yeah, I right. mean, because I, I went there in 91. 
And so I graduated in 95. So what did you study? Liberal arts. The, the the most useful degree you can get is English lit major. Oh, nice. yes. A bunch of dead How are white you not doing authors. their event previews? <laughs> huh? How am I not having you do the event previews right now? I don't know. I should have you write I everything. don't write very well. I mean, okay. I have <laughs> a really type. Can I can you learn type. Yes. Yeah. I can type. I can, who okay. can't type? Come on, you okay. can do that on a computer. <laughs> if the words, all the words being correct is different. Yeah, there but, it is. Um, right, fair enough. <laughs> no, it was English lit, and I originally, when I first went there, you know, it's like, oh, you know, I'm kind of maybe looking to law or something like that. After that, I was like, man, I really don't really want to do that. Yeah, it's just way too much reading, way too much like, <laughs> and I love to read, but it's mm. like just too much like inside. Sitting at a desk like that, and it's really not what I do. Right. Putting um, on weddings. Now you're speaking my yeah. language. Well, yeah. That, like, after sounds, a while, you, this sounds good. Yeah, after, after a while, <laughs> those get kind of yeah. So yeah, so English lit. So for all you guys out there who's all the young kids, do English lit, and you'll have a great career in carding. I can tell there you it is. Yeah. It's an immediate um, segue. So yeah. So after um, I kind of lost my position there. What year was that roughly? That was two thousand one. It one? looks like apparently yeah. Trish, Trish has one. one. Just okay. look to your right. Yeah, <laughs> I have a list here too, and I can't. I can't actually read it because my you can type, but you can't good. read. No, my eyesight's never <laughs> good right now. Uh, um, I'll hold it over here for you. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's funny. But it was an issue because I actually lived in the the facility oh, in the dorms. Yeah. Or no, no, in, not, no, in the on, in, the, in the, on the campus. Right? No, I actually lived in the building, the mansion. Oh wow! Um, oh, you cheeky! Man. Well. <laughs> Nobody was in a use the president's room. house because this guy's. Yeah. Using I was it. in a butler's room and it wasn't that fancy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I was kind of also out of a house. So, oh, double um, that sucks. So, I rented an apartment for a while and then I was looking for a job. And I had before, and I knew I was going to lose a position. And I was actually studying also, um, I was taking some automotive classes at San Bernardino Valley. I, I really enjoyed that. I mean, like working with my hands and doing mechanical stuff. And uh, I actually got a job at uh, a dealership in San Bernardino. It's a Chevy dealership. It's actually no longer there. And I lasted, I think, about two weeks. I don't think it was that long. Yeah. <laughs> um, I started in the the quick oil change department where everyone starts. Uh-huh. And talk about the crappiest job in the world. Um, there's nothing more fun than sticking your hands on... Someone bringing a car right off the street, and you got to do an oil change on it. Yeah, um, Nathan, I literally do this to you all the time. Not oil changes, but I literally take carts off the course and go, "Here you go, bud." Can oh you yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Can you can you change this axle real quick? For so me? you oh, sure you had you had experience. You were good. Yeah. Um, and uh, I talked to like a bunch of other mechanics and stuff, and they're um, they're saying, "Man, this isn't this is this isn't the job you want." But you were Wait, doing it just to like kind of get get things get the ball rolling, like yeah, into I mean, automotive just, something. Yeah, so yeah. and I just you know it wasn't just seeing these guys. It's like man, this is not something I really want to do. So when you sent in the resume to Kelsey and Mike went to call them to see if they, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well luckily they were, all, you were luckily you were the reference. They, they, had, they had closed. I tried. They, yeah. they, I tried. they closed like a year after I, I left. So <laughs> apparently it was kind of a yeah uh, game over game over for them too. Um, and I actually so. I actually, man, I, I want to. I don't know what I want to do. And had you known about karting up to this point? The only thing I knew about any motorsports at all. So, so to go yeah. back, so as a kid, my dad and mom were big into 
the four wheel drive Jeep club. Oh, okay. Do you leave? Did you live here in in SoCal? I lived in Phoenix. Phoenix ah. was, that's where I uh, was born. That's where I was raised. Gotcha. And they were were big into that, and it was like a huge. I mean, as as I remember, a, a big community, like just from people all over. And my dad had a original sand rail. I don't know if you guys actually know what a sand rail is. Oh, it's different yeah. than a dune buggy. It's yeah. actually literally just a long tube. Yep. Yeah. My frame dad, with the Volkswagen engine in the back. Smith family big on that one. Yep. And <laughs> awesome. um and my dad had a Bronco, original Bronco, which I still actually have. Sixty seven oh, really? Bronco. Oh wow. Um, How can we never see that? Because, because it's, it's sitting in, the garage. in my garage. Does it and, run? Uh it used to well, so that's the thing. So we're getting way off topic. Yeah, we're getting way off topic. Yeah. I'll I'll get to that. But so when I was a kid, I mean I was young and I remember going uh, the sand dunes, and I honestly don't know where it is. It's probably, I think, Glamis. Mm-hmm. Back, this is like back in the seventies. So, um, we had like a bunch of families who go out. Like it was like, like ten families would all go out like, as a group. But it was when there like wasn't a ton of people, right? Back then, like you know, you kind of just were off by yourself. And I remember that one of the families had like this, like a little buggy, and it was blue with like. Fiberglass body was blue. It had like you know the studded tires on, like the like, oh yeah, like, like a little like a, a Baja Bug. Like you mean like a full size car? No, it's like a little for kids. Oh, okay, like a little shrunk down one. No, I don't know what size engine, but I would drive that thing, and I would like scare the other kids because they were just like, this guy's <laughs> crazy. But um, but I would just like just drive that around, and then um, one of the other families too had what was it, a Yamaha Odyssey. Yes. Which oh, is a precursor yes. to a Honda Pilot. Yes. Yeah, with no suspension. Jesus. Um, Those things are badass. They were the full cage around. They had a full them. cage net on it. Yeah, you oh, had that's the, cool. You yeah. Had the, the seat belt. They had a cool steering wheel too. It was like a uh the, like a, it looked like what you would see on a prototype now. Oh like okay. like literally. That's that was the regular steering wheel for yeah, the Odyssey. Yeah, it's just a square steering wheel and yeah. it had the triggers for the throttle and the brake. Oh, yeah. I've seen this kind of thing. All yeah, right. No pedals, just had triggers and Odyssey's were the shit. And I was like, God, I mean, I honestly, those. I had to be like six or seven, probably five, six, seven. Like, I mean, I, I don't remember the age, but uh, we'd drive that around. And uh, like I said, my dad, like, we went to the dunes, would have a sand rail. And I would go with him. And this is back in the day, too, when like the, the ATCs, the three wheelers, were yeah. like just becoming a big thing. So a lot, of, a lot of the guys had those, but he was like the only one that had like the true sand rail, the big old paddle tire and stuff on it. And I said, that's a lot of fun. I mean, I remember that. So that kind of got you hooked on like motors and being a gearhead, that kind of stuff. Yeah, that I mean, and you're it. like eight-ish, is that what you said? Uh, a little younger, probably. Yeah. Like, five, like I said, like, I mean, that's my earliest one, earliest memory. So yeah. I, and my mom and dad always did that. And I remember like, you know, with the Bronco, they'd go to Colorado mm-hmm. and, you know, other like do like rock climbing, you know, kind of just trail, like stuff gotcha. like that. And I remember like being bundled in the back with my brother who's three years younger than me. You know, and but off road was was the game for the family. Yeah, yeah, yeah getting outside, yeah. getting doing that. And it wasn't stuff. like wild stuff, but like it was like going through sure. trails and yeah. rocks. Like you know, you so definitely took after your dad though. As far as like, I'd imagine he was mechanically inclined if he's having all this yes. stuff. Yeah, yeah. and um, I mean, I actually remember helping. I mean, helping my dad work on the Bronco and stuff, and, and oh, stuff cool. like that. I like to think that I helped my dad do stuff too but i know that actually i just rolled my arms in the grease to get dirty to make it look like i did stuff i was definitely the kid crying while my dad yelled at me to hold the flashlight <laughs> yeah i mean that was kind of what it was it was yeah. like, that's a prerequisite you know, you yeah. have to do i that. mean you know he wasn't giving me the torch to cut i never got as far as that but, though um, <laughs> but, so as a munchkin you're you're absolutely involved in 
like being part of the outdoors and things. Did that carry on into your you know double digits to teens? No, and so, so on? like I said, my mom and dad were like together, big into that, and all the other families and stuff. And then, um, I mean, there was like a you know some marital problems, and my dad left when I was nine, roughly eight or nine. And then he died a few years later after that. So, so after he left, it kind of like, you know, my mom was a, was a single parent, like, you know, yeah. it wasn't a lot yeah. of money. And I mean, I remember like the, the sandrail sat in our backyard for years. I'd go and sit oh, in wow. it. And, stuff. Oh, and I said, and I still had the Bronco, um, which had sat forever until when I was in high school, I rebuilt the engine and stuff with the help with a, a neighbor. Oh, cool. Nice. And um, so, yeah, but yeah, so like once, you know, kind of unfortunately, it's life. You know, when stuff happens like that when you're a kid. It's so, like kinda... as, as a as a single digit kid, though, you're involved in this kind of outdoors. Oh, absolutely, this yeah. Off-road. We camp. I mean, we camped, and you know, and then it's... you it kind of hits pause. Mm-hmm. It, you know, life happens, and and pause happens, and then it doesn't even come back around at all until you start trying to change oil. Yeah, for no, real so quick. I had always been. I always liked racing. I, mean, I always watched racing on TV, and okay. I, but I could not tell you. Like who the races were, I just loved watching it. Uh, like NASCAR, Formula One, IndyCar, whatever it was back in the eighties and stuff. You I would just, just watch it, yeah. just watch it on TV because I just like to watch it. I mean, but I couldn't. I mean, you know, I couldn't tell you. I didn't have a favorite driver and right. that. I just if it was cars or something driving, I'd I'd watch it. Do you yeah, watch anything just, now? You know what? No. Yeah, <laughs> I was. Um, it just got to the point where. You know, I was a big Formula One fan. I started watching Formula One again. It's because it's gotten better. Yeah. Um, I was actually big into NASCAR too. And then it kind of just sucked. Yep. Um, and so I kind of just drift away from it. And and we don't have actually cable TV anymore because you know we cut the bill, so we don't yeah. have any of that stuff. Yeah, so that. yeah. Um, well, I think part of it too is like whether the interest starts to fizzle out or not. Wouldn't work in the race industry. All the other races happen then, and we just we don't notice them. Like what? they come and go, and we're doing our thing, and those races happen, and we miss. Them. I, good, I know that's my thing. That is a good point. I mean, I, I watched racing a bunch, and, and to Nathan's point, there, there's a point where I started fizzling off on on all all those different levels. But I think what you just said though is it, it, when you're in racing in some way, shape, or form, there's less of an itch to scratch. Yeah, that you get from having to watch other stuff. I would Especially because, when you don't have um, a motivational thing. Right. Well, and like to your point, actually, when we became more involved in Tri-C, obviously, and that actually, that's kind of actually, a lot of that interest kind of went away because we're obviously doing right. much more stuff yeah. and yeah. stuff like that. So, but You try to stay as far right away from it as you can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Too much racing. Yeah. yeah. But I didn't know about karting at all. Like I, I um, in college, a friend of mine, we came actually went out in, to Adams and just looked. Like we didn't. You know, we were in college. We didn't have any money to like. But you just kind of stumbled money. across kinda it. Just, yeah, he goes, "Oh, there's a, this cool track out here," and, and I, that's the first time I'd ever seen karting. I was probably what my early twenty or well, no, college, so like twenty some years old, whatever was that mid twenties or so, and you know, never really having any money. It was like never something. It was like a priority. Like okay, I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'm not gonna be a race car driver. Yeah. I can't afford to do this stuff. It was neat. You're still doing the and, school thing. What have you? Yeah, it was never something where I was gonna like sacrifice financially right. to do because it just didn't make sense. Growing up with no money, it's hard to say. Sure, let's go yeah, do let's, that. Let's go yeah. Do that. yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I'm like 29, 30 ish, when I lose my job at the university and I quit the auto mechanic stuff, it it wasn't 
So I'm sitting in my apartment and, you know, obviously I'm looking for a job and I actually found an ad for Apex, Apex Carding in Paris, looking for a mechanic. I said, that sounds cool because I've always wanted to be in racing. I said, all right, this sounds cool and different. I mean, I can handle myself mechanically. I mean, I don't know anything about go-karts. I mean, it can't be that hard. Um, <laughs> and uh, so I go and interview there and I, you know, do a- Was that still Demond? Is it Demond? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have no idea how the how the history is there. Yeah, Dave Demond. Yeah, no, he's owned it for thirty years. Thirty years, yeah, yeah. Wow. since the nineties and stuff wow. like that. So, so yeah, so I went and talked to him, interviewed there, and I worked a couple of days, you know, kind of like training this or whatever, kind of what it's like, yeah, what we do. He's like, and I'd love you to handle the catering. <laughs> um, what about weddings? Does he do weddings? Yeah. Well, no, but he goes, man. We, I, he goes, I think I like your background. We're doing events. I think I really want to start doing more events. I said, okay. I'd never done a racing event, never been to a kart race before, but hey, I can yeah. figure it out. What was what was Apex like at that time? What, are we talking about, is there a club? Is there regular racing going on at that so, time? So yeah, so back at that point, um, this was for, before Moran, and, and, and actually to, before Cal Speed. Yo, no, way, yeah, we're, we're a good yeah. few years later. And to add to that, are they doing, to, mechanic, are they doing, is it schools? What are you working on? Yeah, so they have... Um, uh, back then, they were using four-stroke competition carts. Okay. So they had Honda engines on them, kind of like here, but they were actually using uh, proper uh, race, com- race com- frame competition chassis. Yeah. Yeah. So they had those, and then they also had um, uh, some like Yamaha KPV stuff, like gotcha. more like Yamaha stuff. But um, but really, that's what we were working on is like this kind of the four-stroke stuff because they did endurance races, um, like six-hour enduros. Um, which is really big at the time. This time, also Hearn was doing those too. Right, yeah, yeah, Richard. Uh, Apex was doing their own program. They had their own Apex club races. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, IKF back then too was also having, you know, a race there once a year. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I mean, they were an active track, an active, you know, club. But again, that was, you know, there was, at that point, there was Adams Kart Track, Apex, uh, San Diego had Qualcomm back then. Was Grange a thing? Grange had no, okay. was just starting. It was built, but just starting to open. It hadn't quite opened yet. Okay, so it was. And Moran wasn't quite. Up and, and Moran was had been announced, right? But was had not been started. Yeah, yet. a couple of years later is when it just goes boom. Right, and you got stupid number of tracks. Yeah, but yeah, no, they had really good. I mean, again, they had really good turnouts for their club stuff, and I started, but I only worked there for. About seven months. Seven months or so. Oh, really? Um, yeah, it just didn't, uh, personalities just didn't work out. Yeah. Um, what were you doing at that point, though? I mean, were you, did you get into doing any events or anything? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I had um, I had never driven a go-kart before. Okay. So I hopped in one of the four-stroke carts and went straight down to turn one and spun out. Mm. Um you know, because you hit the brakes and you're like, right. whoop. Yeah. Dave DeMond's like, we're going to stick with events. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, no, but he worked with me and I and, and I watched a lot of what he did. And he's actually a very good teacher, like especially mm-hmm. with the kids. He was awesome with the kids. It just really like knew how to like. Definitely seen a lot of that with Connor too. I was just going to yeah, say. He, can, he, he, that he really, really well. connects with, especially kids and stuff like that and getting them to do, you know, focusing and paying attention right. so and but i learned a lot i mean honestly from him how he, watching him teach and stuff like that i obviously practiced and drove right um and i was decent i mean you know for not having ever driven before yeah at, at anything when you showed up to do mechanicing 
And I was a mechanic. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, That's it what was, I did. It I, wasn't, I, it, and then, okay, the event stuff, but it wasn't like you're trying to do the coaching and things like that. Not yet. Yeah. I mean, I did like, you know, I would handle you know, like rental groups and stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know, kind of, you know, shepherding them around and making yeah, sure everything's right, done right. and uh, working the endurance races and stuff like that. I would do track maintenance too and all that kind of stuff. Um, I mean, I was, there was only a couple of employees. I mean, the, the guy who, um, his name was Colin, who's from South Africa, a uh, cool dude called Everybody Brew. But yeah, and he taught me a lot about just how to work on stuff like that. And then, um, but yeah, and so there's only a couple of employees, so we kind of just did everything. Yeah. Like, you know, there wasn't like, oh, you're just doing that. You're just doing that. Right, so right. you kind of like... Kind of jack all the trades almost. Yeah, like... Seven, um, seven months or so after this, though, you kind of feel like you don't want to do this or you don't want to be there, so you... No, you, it was just like, I said, personalities. Sure, yeah. That's and so you're, you're looking you know, for something so, else? Uh, yeah, so we kind of had a mutual parting. It wasn't, you know, not, nothing contentious, but just kind of a mutual parting of ways, and... And this was in November, and I'm coming home. I'm like, what am I going to do? Like, yeah. I, talk, I talk with Trisha, and I'm like, what am I going to do? I have no idea. Because um, it's kind of what I wanted to be in. It's like, you know, there ain't many go-kart tracks out there. Yeah. Um, so on my way home, I'm driving, and I stop by. Um, I was really big into RC airplanes. When I was after college, so in between that time, I was work, I was building – Model RC airplanes. Oh, cool. Gas powered airplanes. So, I mean, I was doing mechanical stuff. I mean, it was just. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I was into it for a good 10 years at least. If we still more. have quite a few of them at the oh, house. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just. When's the last time you flew? Ooh. Uh, About 15 years 15 ago. 15 years ago, yeah. yeah. You should do a flyover for Tri C. <laughs> well, apparently, I don't think the Speedway allows that. Here, are they not, not a drone, it's an RC plane. Yeah, oh, that's driven? Okay, hell, you didn't <laughs> yeah. say that. Loopholes, um, baby, loopholes. I don't know. It's a <laughs> don't, don't yeah, I don't know mic. either. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, Doug Yanni be all over that. Oh, yeah. He's, he's yeah. got like a fighter pilot one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've actually talked, I had a couple of good conversations with Doug about flying RC. He's invited me out a few times. I, I got to find some time when I get out there. Yeah, here it is. Spark it. But Holes open the garage door. I actually. plane sitting there. <laughs> Montage. So I did that for I mean, like after college and stuff. That's actually where a lot of my money went to, and because I was always fascinated about flying, I always wanted to be oh, a pilot. Cool. And I think I told Mike earlier about this, but like I saw a Top Gun back in 1986, uh-huh. and I was in high school, like beginning high school at that point, man. And like, like that's what I want to do. I yeah, be a pilot. I've always wanted to fly, and I actually went in uh, to a Navy recruiter. And, you know, you they take tests and all this stuff. I said, I want to be a pilot. I go, you got glasses on, son. You ain't flying. <laughs> um, well, at least you didn't back get all then, the way through training. And yeah, because like, back then, I mean, <laughs> you, you had to have perfect vision. You couldn't, there was no such thing as like right. corrective, like glasses, you know. Yeah. And, yeah. and LASIK didn't exist. Well, it existed, but, you know, they used knives. Yeah. Um, Not everyone's yeah. Tom Cruise. That's and it sure. cost like $10,000 <laughs> an eye or something like that. Heebie-jeebies. Yeah. Um, so yeah, God, so, so that 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 didn't pan out, and I didn't go into the <laughs> navy. Um, so um, moving moving well forward from the navy recruiter, you you leave Apex, and you're trying to figure out yeah, what's so, going on. So there's a, a a hobby shop opening in Redlands, Hobby People at the time, brand new. Like they literally were like just stocking the store, and I walk in, I sit, and the guy goes, "Can you fly?" I said, "Yeah, that's that's what I do." Because I need a, I need a plane guy, so I was hired right then. Nice. Oh, wow. um, I mean, it's not like you're making money, but so yeah. So I did that, and I mean, kind of like, and that was really cool because I used to, t- you know, I was a, a 
a flight instructor. I mean, I actually teach people how to fly. And so that was really cool to do something like that, to like talk to people as they come in. And, yeah. And I would build planes for people and stuff. And then, and we had known too at this time that Moran was opening. And I don't remember the exact sequence. I think Trisha remembers it much better than I do. But I don't know when it was, like a weekend or something. And so we're going to drive out there because we know it's in Beaumont. We know exactly where it is. Yeah. And so we drive out there and they're still, it's still under construction. The asphalt's been laid and stuff. We're like, and they had the fence up and they have like the wrap on the fence so you can't look through it and stuff. And right. we're like trying to pull away the wrap, like looking over. You're on Trisha's shoulders. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, she's on my shoulder. She's, she's yeah. worse than I am. She's looking over and, you know, you know, and we're looking at it and, and like she says, you got to apply. I said, all right, well, there's no one here. I mean, it's not open. I don't know. Yeah. And Rock Senior was there. Okay. And we talked to him. He goes, yeah, you know, just stop on by, give me a call whenever, you know. In, uh, super casual. Super casual. Yeah. And he's like looking at me like, who's this guy? Like, just showing up. Like so, fly planes. Actually. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So, I worked at the hobby store and then I started when Ran opened. 2003. Summer. Two, summer of 2003. I started working there part-time, like just kind of on weekends doing, you know, watching. So you, you're doing the hobby joint and then the cart track on the side. Yeah. And they just had open practice at that point. They didn't have any other carts or anything. They didn't have any other program. They were just doing open practice. So right. I'd, I'd work on weekends, like, just doing open practice, like yeah. doing cart retrievals and, you know. Yeah. Just Stuff like we do here, yeah. And, yeah, I mean, nothing nothing fancy. So I did that. And then, like, about six months in, they they said, okay, we need to, we're going to start doing a school and stuff. Because that's where, honestly, and you guys know, that's where a lot of the money is. Sure. Mm-hmm. Is doing rentals yeah. and schools and stuff, because that's. That's the extra income. I mean, yeah. You know, you had to bring more people in and, and, you know, the corporate groups, all that kind of stuff. So, but Rock Jr. was, you know, he he wanted, he wanted to be a racing school. So we had actual racing carts, uh, KPVs um, on top cart chassis. And KPV at the time, that was like the one of the big classes. Yeah. I mean, it was just becoming big at that point. Yeah, like yeah. Yamaha was Yamaha kinda, was on the way out. It was kind of transitioning out. Right. KPV was the new engine. HPV, HPV back then. HPV. Actually. Right, right. Um, which was uh, being sold by Horsemith at the time. Yeah. And uh, so that was kind of the big thing. So yeah, I mean, that's and that's kind of where I did that. Like two, three days a week, I'd worked there doing rentals, doing some schools right. was working on carts and stuff and i'm still working at the hobby shop i mean i was working like for about a year i was working seven days a week mm-hmm. and i would go there in the morning work at the stop at night and stuff because yeah. i was an assistant manager at that point so mm-hmm. it's like so yeah so it was a lot of work like and it got to the point where they needed me more at the track and like and and, and actually the store wanted me too. they actually wanted me to go to another store and open a store oh wow but it, in all honesty, I didn't like the company. I didn't really see a future, which is pretty good because they closed about three years later. Oh, wow. Um, so, yeah. So, I worked and I just went to Moran full time. And, you know, I learned from Rock. He taught me, you know, some more racing and stuff. And I actually hadn't even raced at that point. I had been driving, but no racing at yeah. all. And learned how to work on, you know, the KPVs and the competition carts, which at that point we had worked on some, but like not these were real actual you know comp carts and stuff like that and um require an extreme amount of maintenance when they're being used by rentals I right especially so. people who don't know how to drive yeah the little um, bit of csk stuff we had going on yeah yeah that was 206s yeah we yeah. had we had 15 full size carts 
He had three cadet carts and two kid carts. Wow. wow. Um, so, yeah, we did all age groups. Kid cart. Yeah. Cadet. All the way and, up. Adult. And, and you it, were at Moran for a while, right? From start to finish. From start to finish, start to, yeah. The whole wow. thing. Four and a half years. Yeah. The um, last day they that they were open, we were there. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, so that's what I did. You said it was 2007? Uh, yeah. December 2007. December of 2007, yeah. 27th or 28th, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um. So he's doing all this, and Trish, are you getting involved at the track at all, helping with anything, or right? Yeah, because this... we're talking about 2002 Apex, but then shortly thereafter, right, 2003. You're talking, there's a li- little bit of a lull, but you're you're basically in karting from 2002. I mean, I, I like that, Derek. Yeah, that kind of a segue, that a split, if you will, the end of Moran there at 2007. You're you're involved in that the entire time, and you guys met at the the school. I, I'm sorry. When were you guys? When were you married? When were you together? Like the whole, uh, the whole time, or we started dating in the early 2000s, and yeah. we got engaged like 2006 or seven. Okay, and mm-hmm. then married in 2014. Gotcha. She remembers everything except the engagement. That's incredible. Yeah, <laughs> brushes right over that one. Yeah. Not important. Not important. But you get. But you were together. It was together. on February 10th. I just don't remember the year off All the top right. of my head. Tenth yeah, crappy day. Eleventh, very good. Yeah. Um, I I knew it. I knew you were going there. Actually, when he was at Apex, um, I'm not sure how I got involved. I had been doing lots of event planning of my on on the side, um, doing some catering, um, like full event planning with the cooking and everything. And this is all on top of the the school deal. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you totally said you've been doing that through the '90s. Yeah, all the way through. Um, since since the '90s. Yeah. So I had been involved actually for like 17 years um, with our local soccer organization. I was on the board Mm. of directors for that. Um, So lots of events as a part of that, but the catering and things. Um, So somehow or another, I was asked to come do the concessions at Apex for some of the races. Is this random or how did... I mean, they must have been looking for somebody and Nathan said, oh, I know somebody who can do that. And you guys were dating yeah, at yeah. this time okay. um yeah. and so fill the hole right there we're good here you go yeah so i would do a whole bunch of cooking at home and schlep it all over to apex <laughs> <Yeah>. and um <laughs> no, it was a full rent, rent hot dog hot machines dogs and, and stuff. all oh, cool. good stuff yeah so you've essentially been in the uh, coffee and donuts program <laughs> since 2002 <Yeah. laughs> for a long time officially yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. we're big into food so yeah so i i did concessions for a few races out there um yeah, and that was it. I I didn't just a couple like did, yeah didn't go full on Trisha no, Inc on no. the uh, the program. No. Did anything continue when uh, he went to Moran? I hung out sometimes and went to races, but I didn't. Um, yeah. So so yeah, my I racing didn't. so my racing started because um, Rock Junior gave me a chassis. He had a ninety oh, nine cool. Tony Carter Spree um, that. They actually used, believe it or not, to when they laid the asphalt, they had they put I think it's lie or down or something like that, and they had to run it off because it's a it's just a white oh, powder. Oh yeah, the white powder on top of it. Yeah, yeah. It's so, like a curing thing, I think. Yeah, to help cure the asphalt. Yeah, and that's one of the carts he he personally drove around and oh, used, wow. and um and he he'd raced a little with it, um but it was just kind of it was just sitting there at the at the you know in the in the container one of the containers and stuff so they were really kind and said hey dude you have this chassis and, that's cool and i rebuilt it i put you know i i had a, it originally had 40 mil maxle and i kept you know modifying it originally got 50 mil maxle modernized kind of it a little bit yeah. Yeah. and so that was my racing card and it was um when was that what year sorry uh i started racing 2004 i think 2004 yeah um 
And I just did some of the Tricy stuff. I wasn't like, you know, you was trying to go do a bunch of different things. Yeah. Yeah. Tricy well, I had to was work. The... I mean, I was working 50 hours a week at the track. Like, wow, yeah. There was like no free time. Like, it, yeah. Was it, was it like here? So, uh, try, in, sorry, Tricy was the club at Moran, right? Yes. Right. It wasn't a traveling deal at the time. They were the club there, or did mm-hmm. they? Was there multiple clubs there as well? Um, SDKA ran there a couple of times. Well, is uh, it like like a regional kind of like they kind of pip over or whatever? But it wasn't like two dedicated clubs yeah. to Moran. Right? No, it was. I'm Tri-C pretty sure was the it was. Yeah, no, Tricy was the only club allowed. Like they had a kind of another contract that and, they would be the only club. And so, okay. did, did you? The reason why you're able to do a little bit of racing is because when Trey C was running, you were done. Like you weren't doing. I wasn't anything. working. Yeah, exactly. That was my that. day so off. So. You got a chance to go play on that particular day. Yeah, gotcha. Um, and Trish, you didn't get in on the uh, the concessions game at this time. There were no concessions. There was like a, a Coke machine, and that was it. Yeah, they had a Coke machine. Well, That's maybe more than we have here. Maybe it was Pepsi. I don't know, but oh, it, oh, it well, was. It was an RC cola machine. Yeah. Don't let them fool you. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> no, there was no. Um, got it. There Nothing was no going on like snack that. Bar no, so yeah, literally, you, you, Trish, you dabbled like uh, you at the car track a couple of times working in that per se. But other than that, your support, yes, wow, yeah. no, okay. she come to me. She's been to every single race I've been in except for one. Um, oh, and I remember this when you were going to be in the Tin Man, and it was a a point of contention that she be here. Oh yeah, she wants. We to see are me not. Race, we are yeah. not. Starting this bloody race yeah. <laughs> until um, Trish is in sight. No, she she is very intense about racing. About I love racing, that, especially. I love that. Um, Becky's the same way. It's brilliant. And no, so she's you know she would just kind of come to the races. She would help me out. Obviously, go to the grid. You know, yeah. and you know start me out because back then the right. KPVs had box starters and yeah. stuff. And um, I was very good at that, by the way. Yeah, she's <laughs> she's got very good at that. But yeah, so and she would just hang out. You know, we and we'd all hang out like all the Moran crew. Uh, underneath the canopy and stuff, Rock yeah. Junior and Francois, and Francois, Josh. Josh, Josh Barker, um, Ron did some racing too, uh, Hunsaker, and yeah, there was like so kind of a kind of a group was there, you know. Yeah, we were, we were you know kind of hung out there and it was, it was a lot of fun. And do with racing, go home, you know, it was, wasn't a big thing actually. It was right. kind of more relaxing, believe it or not. Were and, you uh, uh, taking a big interest in racing at this time, Trish? Or I loved being at the track. Did you? Yeah. Even though it was Beaumont and like it was windy as hell right. all the time, really, and there were some really cold races, but yeah, no, I love being there. Yeah. So, did you have any interest as a kid in racing or the family or anything like that, or did it really come on when you met Nathan? Um, I I did bumper cars when I was like six or seven. Oh, okay. Um, and I loved riding Autopia at Disneyland, but that's about <laughs> the extent of my um. I don't know. I think they hand out licenses for that now. Yeah. Oh, I have one. Yeah, oh, I have there one. you go. So what's Notopia? It's this little. Uh, it's like Tomorrowland at Disneyland, the future when they made it back in the old days or whatever. They're and, little cars uh, that you drive. It's little cars that you drive on a track. Oh, it's so cool. Yeah, and the fun part, kind of the fun part is, I mean, you're going slow as shit, but I mean, <laughs> you're on this track, and part of the challenge is to not let it hit the sides of the track. Yeah, or the middle. You, you got to try to keep go it centered. Yeah. yeah. How big is the track? I mean, it's just like the width of the car, like maybe a, a foot oh, on either oh, side. Yeah. They got like little bumpers but, on your side. Like, yeah, it, but like you, you have, do a bowling with the bumpers on the side. You just try to stay yeah, kind of. ish, right? Yeah. But it turns and it's kind of cool to try to keep it centered on the, the track uh, so you're not yeah. hitting the, the rail that you're Can on. Can you speed or slow or is it just It's just constant? gas. It's just, yeah, just constant. Full gas. But the best part is it's little Honda motors like we have here. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you kind of like 
mess around with the throttle, kind of load up the motor, Met- and then you you punch it, and it, it gets the like per- our golf cart. It gets over the here? person behind you at the exhaust because <laughs> the the exhaust is like face level when you're sitting behind him. What's funny is I figure you did this like last weekend, didn't you? It was pretty recently we went. <laughs> yeah, and I uh, well, you got to renew your license. Are you I guys ha- serious about the licensing? They do it. They give yeah. you a license for this auto. Uh, auto- just, Where's yours at? No, you just get in a little. I guess you're not, not a good enough driver. No, I'm not. Aye, <laughs> Brilliant. Um, yeah, um, I didn't have a true motorsports uh, career. Although um, next to the house that I grew up in, there was this really long driveway, like a hill, and then a flat, and then another steep hill, and then a gravel parking lot. And me and the neighborhood kids like the Hot Wheels. Hot you know, you wheels. get down in. You don't know what a Hot Wheels is? No, I know what a Hot Wheels is, like a little car. No, no, no. The, the big wheels? The big, big, wheels. big wheels. Oh, sorry, yeah, big that's wheels. my sorry. business. That's, yeah. I was like the first thing things. I ever did. Five years old. Same. Yeah. Love me some big wheels. I would slide the, in the, between my fence. Yeah, we would go down into the gravel and then put on the brake and like spin out. And oh, yeah. that's cool. oh my God, all the time. I have still have scars on my knees from it. It's awesome. <laughs> kids are all about like hey, power wheels and crap. Shh. No, get out of here. Gotta Big get wheels, bro. Yeah. Gravity and pedal power. Let's go. Yes. That is awesome. So I love the, the big wheels thing. Now we can share everything. Uh, <laughs> the, you guys have that much more in common Yeah, now. yeah. <laughs> Tick one more box. But, but what was it then about being at the racetrack that you loved? What was that? I mean, I, I obviously know. hanging out with Nathan, like that whole deal. Like I asked my wife the same thing, but- was there a, like a, an aspect of it that you're like, I just like doing this? I mean, I like being outdoors. Um, I, I like going fast, but only if I'm driving, um, <laughs> ask Nathan. So does, does she not feel comfortable when you're driving? No. Okay. No. I'm, I'm not comfortable when anybody's driving. I'm, honey, slow down. Please. Uh, no, no, slow down. No, yeah. stop, 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 stop. They're all breaking in front of you. Stop. He's um, like, we're parked. <laughs> She's just having visions. But, <laughs> yeah. but when she gets in the driver's seat. Well, I, and I have done some street racing. It's it's pretty much like I gotta just sit there and I'm calm. I've I've, I've been in a car. He's race. never been You're in the car with lip. me when I've done it. But though. I, yeah, yeah. So I don't know what she does when I'm not there. But but you haven't tried. No, I've never sat in a go kart. Get out! Not even the sport carts. Nope. Oh, Would we you gotta, like we to? Gotta, we gotta make this happen. Would you like to? Yeah, but not around other people. No, we'll do it. Well, I'll closed. tell you what. Show up on a Monday. <laughs> yeah, I know a guy who knows how to get yeah, in here. Yeah, yeah. In fact, what we'll do is like, hey, uh, it happened. We got to know about it. So, all right. So you enjoyed being at the racetrack and things like that. And you're, you're part of the program. Nathan, you're talking about that, that program is you, you're going out there and you're, you're playing. What, what class are we doing here in 2004? Uh, KPV. So KPV three. So that was the lighter. And then they had KPV four, which is heavy. Okay. So kind of, kind of the masters. That's like your masters version. And at the time, are we talking novice, not novice? I know that was a big thing in the the nineties and all that. No, at that point it is. Basically, I'm just racing, in a, four. just racing in a field of 40 people right. you know? <laughs> and um, and having fun. I mean, like I said, I didn't have a lot. I didn't put a lot of money into it. The, uh, you know, race entry and then like I would use a set of tires for like two, three races. I mean, yeah, like, you know, uh, tune up on my engine was a carp kit. <laughs> and, you know, but no, honestly, and that's what it was. And like, but I just had fun. So and, do you think it was uh, you being a guy that's into mechanics and, you know, getting your hands dirty and stuff, do you think you enjoyed working on the cart more or did you actually like the racing no, aspect? No, I, I love the competition. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm a competitor, but I'm a competitor for the competition's sake. I'm not really that interested. It doesn't, like, if I don't win or lose, hey, that's the way it goes. It wasn't like like I have to win. Right. It's like more like, 
I want to have fun because this is badass going like sweet. 65 miles an hour and you make that sweet ass pass, you know? And, yeah. And Although when he got really close to winning, you know, he, he, he would throw on two carb kits a day. He'd be a little upset about it. Well, like that pro <laughs> always are. I mean, like when you get there, because like I always look at winning as this. It's always my fault if I lose. It's not somebody else's fault. It doesn't matter if someone else hits me. It's either I shouldn't have been there or I should have been faster. Like, and actually, that's what Jesus always tells little Jesus is, you know, it's, right. it's always your fault. You yeah. know, and not like trying to bash him, but it's no, like, no, what it's, could you have done differently? Point the finger anyway. As, as yeah. you're a driver, and the thing is, man, I built my own chassis. Mean, I worked on the chassis. It's like I was the tuner. I mean, everything I did was me. So the only person I could point to was me. It's like I can't blame a mechanic. Maybe I Trish didn't start it right. No, she always started. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. No. Is it running? Is no. it running? Yeah. There was, no, you know, it's man, either she, running or it's not. Yeah, no, yeah. She, 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 she had that down, so I, I, I could always trust her on the grid. That was nice. uh, that wasn't the issue. It was me and driving on the on the track that became the issue sometimes. <laughs> so you're doing this KP, KPV three. Uh, yeah, at and, the time. Yeah, and you, two thousand four, five, six, seven, all the way through the end of uh, Moran. Yeah, so I raised yeah KPV three because that was like the. The light class, like those three forty, like okay. the four. Oh wow, yeah. KV four was three ninety. Like it was like a, even then. Oh, back then, yeah. Jesus, must have um, been some big boys. Well, because <laughs> everything was light, right? But For sure, yeah. things came up. I'm surprised they had that heavy of a class. Yeah, no, well, because they had, well, because again, they were fitting a variety of drivers. Fair. Like honestly, yeah. like a fifty pound split. Yeah, I mean. They had a lot. They ever heard of the word medium? <laughs> well, I mean, even at three forty, I mean. I had to like, man, I'm like cutting washers out of my cart. I mean, I'm cutting yeah. bumper bars. I'm you're I mean, on the I'm, heavier side. I'm of that making class. The, the Nerf bars is like basically as cosmetic um, as po- you know. They're not yeah. they function as well as they should, but they're right. more. Co- you know, don't they, touch anything. They were on there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just to get that 340, because I mean, even if you're 180 pounds, I mean, that 340 is pretty hard to beat. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you're getting, yeah. It's pretty hard to get down there. Um, at that time, I could have raced Masters or KB4 mm-hmm. Heavy, but honestly, I wasn't. Stacking I just, on 50 pounds? Well, stacking on 50 pounds is hard. Right. Um, yeah, he didn't start. You didn't start um, HPV4 until like 2009, I think. Yeah, and that's basically because there's nobody else in the, the regular class. I mean, it, right. Because that, that, then when Moran closed, you know, Tri-C say. was kind of traveling around, and then we finally you know, found a home here. I mean, basically all that was left was like all the old, you know, the KB4 guys. Well, so. before we get too far into that deal, I mean, so 2007, you're working at Moran. Mm-hmm. And I, it sounds like only Moran, not the hobby shop or anything like that at this point, just Moran. Yeah. I'm re- yeah. And Moran, it as story goes, and you obviously would know better than I, but as story goes, it was Moran's closing. Just kidding. You guys are still around for a month-to-month yeah, kind I mean, of program. I mean, Rocky, so. I'm sure... Um, it was supposed uh, he, to close in 2006. This, but yeah, right. Yeah, right. And then it kind of got a, a stay of execution, if you will. Yeah, because they sold the land. I mean, you know, they right. they had a business plan. There were, you know, Rock Senior was a, you know, kind of a developer. I mean, like, you know, yeah. he was into real estate. Yeah. So, you know, they had a plan. It just happened much faster than they thought. Right. In terms mm-hmm. of as, as the junior, value of the land increasing was, yeah. you know, it just increased so fast. As Junior tells no. it, it was exactly that. Yeah. If they, if they said no, they'd be idiots. They yeah, had, I mean, when you're offered, you know, I don't, you know, I don't know what the you can listen to the were, Rocky but, podcast. I think he says no idea, but I don't know what the yeah. Um, it was it was white lucrative. Noise. Yeah, it was no, his no, boss they, talking to him again. They, um, <laughs> you know, because putting making a racetrack 
is very expensive, you right? Know? Especially it's supposed to be in that size, you know, right. yeah, thirty acres of land and you know, mile just over a mile of track, mm-hmm. and um, it was kind of weird, yeah, because like you know, there's they came and told us, hey, you know, we just sold the property and you know they're they're probably but then they held off and they kind of just rent the property back for a couple of years and and then like at the weirdest time, you know, right when the the housing crash is happening and yeah. stuff. Oh yeah, we want to build a warehouse now. It's like okay, right. Like, so they gave are us, they hiring? Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, it's a thirty days notice or something like that. Yeah. and yeah, we were we were done. I mean, that was just it. And uh, during your your time at Moran, I mean, it sounded like. It was close to Apex as far as you're kind of a jack of all trades. I'm I'm assuming it was a small crew there. Yeah, we had so I mean I, I gotta say though working at Moran is probably like you asked my question what my greatest carding memory. Mm. Working at Moran is it because it was like the weirdest mix of guys like we had right. Martin Golden, Dennis, Josh Barker, Bobby. Um, <laughs> Is a kid named Bobby. That's what everyone called him. Bobby. That's how they said it. That's just the way it was. And um, and Francois, I think uh, you guys Francois said. came through there. Um, I said Ron Hunsaker, came, you know, a guy named Ron. Bob Prince, Bob Big Bass Prince. <laughs> he always loved playing air bass. He's just the coolest <laughs> guy. Bass. I love yeah, yeah bass, not guitar. You don't mess bass, around with that he, shit. <laughs> he was and. Uh, it, was, how old? How old are you again in that period uh, of time? That five, six, early thirties. Yeah. So, you know, that's why I got into it. So I didn't have like, you no. Know, so my carding career, that's when it started, 30. Right. You know, I didn't have yeah. any of this earlier stuff. Right, right. And, but no, it was just a lot of fun. I mean, those guys were just. That's cool. I mean, it was a little, Trisha was there. I mean, it, she, <laughs> it was wild at times and I have the pictures to prove some of it. Yeah. Easy, yeah. easy. I mean, we were, I mean, we redacted, were Redacted, redacted. Yeah. You know, I mean, we called ourselves the Fullwood Circus. That was the, the whole. Oh, like, did you say the full wood? So the, the track around Raceway was called the Fullwood Kingdom. Fullwood Kingdom. Oh, okay. Okay. And, oh, yeah. It was, yeah. Known to being bloody quick. And yeah. like, correct me if I'm wrong, there was a, a, either the front straight to the first corner was kind of a, if you can keep it wide open, you're the man. If not, you're slow or yeah, something the, like that. The first turn was a 90 degree turn. I think 15 degrees of banking. Um, yeah. you In a KPV, you would hit full throttle at 65 miles an hour. Um and yeah you you went through it that you, you didn't lift yeah and and at tag I never drove a like a one twenty five I think but yeah in a KPV anything like anything under that you were full throttle you weren't if you lifted you just right you didn't um, have it you weren't there yet <laughs> um so but it was those Nathan guys didn't lift yeah yeah you went off lift. but he didn't lift <laughs> oh yeah and you, yeah yeah if you didn't lift and you went off you you had a ride um because they had real dirt and real alligator. Uh, bumpers, so Man. curbing. Oh, okay. On the outskirts. Like, oh. So, all right. We well, you know why it's full wood, but what's the full wood circus? That was their t- well. That was the crew. That was the crew, but it was also they did a Rotex Enduro. Some of the crew, Nathan and Francois, and a couple other guys, and uh-huh. that was their team name too. Is this yeah. the same one that I heard about with Andy Sazeman and Cameron Mike Jocelyn Rollison and, and Cameron yeah. Jocelyn and all those guys? Yeah, yeah. Joey Lakata, all the yeah. Yeah, one of it the coldest a, days ever. In it Beaumont. was in January <laughs> really? of I think 2007. What's your sheet say? Your cheat sheet. My cheat. Oh, sheet. 2007. So in the Jan- later January like, yeah. 13th, 2007, and it was the coldest damn day ever. And you it guys was closed like two freezing. weeks later or something like that, right? No, no, no. We cl- at the end of the year in December. Okay. Yeah, it was a full year. Oh, before gotcha. They okay. 
It was like 30 degrees and 30 mile per hour winds. Oh my Christ. And we were there for like, what, eight hours or something. It was, I was all day, yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh my God, it was so No, you're wearing like, we had like ski gloves. That sounds like a Wednesday. And like, yeah. Like the Northwest? (laughs) That's a Wednesday. Are you (laughs) kidding me? January? I'm going to go and race them. It's also going to be underwater. So at the end of 2007, your SOL, Mm -hmm. were you thinking about like, well, other car tracks? Like, what was the thought process at that well, point? So, and so what did at, you end up at, doing? So at that point, so only car tracks. Grange was still open, but it's way up. I'm not going up there. I Apex? Mean, yeah. Apex. <laughs> so um, not Apex. Okay. And Apex. then um, Adams. Right. Um, but, you know, it kind of just happened so fast. Like, it's like 30 days. And it's like... You're trying to then, catch up to what to do And now, then we yeah. got to get, I mean, and I'm trying to get all... Because we have all the stuff. We have to, like get it out right like we had right. we had five containers it had storage carts my workshop was actually in a container yeah right you know and then we had cart you know all our carts were in containers and stuff i mean so that reminds me of the jim hall place that we were oh at. yeah they were living yeah. in the containers too yeah you know it just they never oh, you know shit, so are you. we never had yeah. the time you know they're you know the money and stuff to to get full facility and, and, and plus when they originally sold the track they really not gonna build anything so oh, yeah. yeah no for sure you know so yeah, so we're just spending our time like, okay, we gotta get all this, and we're still doing schools and rentals and stuff. I mean, well, that's up, the story. To, the, up the, to the end the of the last day, day yeah. you know, the last day had a corporate or a school or something oh, going we're just on doing that rentals. day. We're just doing rentals, rentals, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, so we're up to the very last day, man. We're, we're pumping carts out, that's and cool. uh, so after it closed um, for about a month or so. The carts and stuff had been moved to an offsite location, and I was working on the carts, cleaning them up and stuff like that because they were going to sell them. Mm-hmm. You know, it, at that point, you know, they had thought about you know trying to. It, they had been looking too at different places for another track. Just stuff never panned out. You know, it's it's really tough. You know, environmental issues and noise sure. and all that kind well, of. Well, and stuff, the way things so. were expanding at that time. I mean, when they got the space, yeah, that's true. Yeah, it I was mean, out there. Yeah, and yeah. everything came to it. Yeah, so. And I mean, be, in the track, to get it, further out there, <laughs> and the track itself was actually built next to an old rocket test site. Really, I did yeah. not oh, hear wow. that before. Yeah, um, Boeing or something like that. Yeah, no, they used to test rockets out there for the really? thing and stuff years and decades ago. But so it was never going to be built for houses. I mean, you could put houses, but for nuclear rockets, no, no, <laughs> just kidding. Solid fuel stuff. All um, you guys are hanging out there, in Moran, thinking things are all great. Yeah. It's all nuclear and green <laughs> and glowy. <laughs> I don't know. They used to have sheep across the street eating of, of all the pastures. It's so. fine. Yeah, it's fine. Um, and then um, I actually approached at the time Bill and Sharon Barros from Empire mm. Carts. Okay. And I had met them when I worked at Apex, which was weird because they had their shop was in Redlands, and I we lived in Redlands, and like it had never, never heard of it. Well, they, they had just opened in 1999, but I had never. Yeah. Seen it. So it's like you know, literally four miles from our house. So it's like, oh, wow. okay, that's. You know, and, and they had asked me to, and you, and you knew about them being at, at Moran as well. Yeah, so because like, so it was kind of like maybe low hanging fruit, if you will. Well, yeah, because that's where we got all the chop carts. Because Bill and uh, Sharon right, were the right. top cart uh, right. distributor or dealer out here, and uh, they serviced all. Our, uh, Bill did all our engine work. You know, on when we had engines rebuilt and stuff. Right. So, um, and that's where we got a lot of our parts. And um, so they asked me, and at the time, you know, like this, like I said, two thousand eight. You know, they wanted to to get an online store going. So, and I had some experience with that. So I said, okay, I'll 
you know, we, I worked on a store, you know, put all the products in, pictures, all that kind of stuff. And then it kind of just morphed into a full-time job. Like, gotcha. kind of started there and then just, you know, so hey. It, you know, it kind of landed almost in your lap, if you will. Like, it was almost a perfect segue. The, the Moran thing closes, you're like, well, damn it. Oh, wait a second. Maybe not a cart track, but a cart shop. Yeah, you know. Interesting. And um, like I said, it was close to the house. So it's like, right. you know, it's steady, you know, five days a week, and, 40 hours, so. I want to say that's what I, I remember you when I first moved here in 11. I remember, I think both of you guys, more from the Empire trailer yeah, yeah that's than Tri-C right. per se at that time. Because we're talking, again, 2011. So that, that I think that's what I remember you guys from originally. Yeah, because Sharon, Sharon would usually work the races and sometimes I would come out. And, she was a and, scorer, wasn't she? No. Well, she Sharon? used to be. Yeah, yeah. But not, um, not for like not, at that time. No. no. Um, and her daughter, Sarah. Sarah, was also was a scorer too. Right, right, right. You know, but you've yeah, definitely so. gone through some different roles in karting at this point. I mean, you really got to experience the driving side at Moran, but you've gone from the track guy to it sounds like you did some coaching too at Moran. Got yeah, to- I mean, I ran like I would do class session. I mean, like do class sessions, do track walks, corporates, yeah. the whole um, bit. you know, rentals, corporates. Uh, Josh Barker, who also would, he would do a lot of the teaching. I was kind of more the mechanic. Like I would make sure everything was ready to go, ready to go and functioning. Yeah, like during the week and stuff, I would do you know school sessions or whatever, right. whatever yeah. it needed to be done at the time. You know, and like I would do. I mean, like during the week because we were we did school sessions on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays uh, because otherwise I couldn't make these cars fast enough. Like, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was like there's no way. Yeah, either they're really bad drivers, or you guys are really bad coaches. One yeah, yeah. Well, I think when, the you, former, when you, it's when you the have former. like dirt, actual dirt. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. It's, the repercussions are. Yeah, I mean, it's suck like up a, enough rocks. It's gonna bad. be bad. Yeah, dude, it was um, uh, at, at PGP. When we imagine that one, mm-hmm. right? It's up there, the Northwest, right? So, right. But you go on off, the Pacific side. Yes, <laughs> but you go off, and it's not dirt and rocks it it is dirt but when you add water to dirt it becomes this really shite this substance. weird kind of clay yeah <laughs> it's six. Yeah. it's god awful so half the time maintenance is just get out the pressure washer mate because here we go oh every it's, week every every monday i would go in and that was maintenance day i would like clean all the trash up i was usually there by myself rocks a uh, big rock would, would come in and um he would be in the office and I think mainly because he just loved being at his track. And I was like, right. That's yeah. what he said. I just love being here. And so do I. <laughs> so in like on Mondays, I'm pre- every week I'm pressure washing the carts. Like just I believe it. Spray them down because there's no other way to clean them. Yeah. Fast enough. But you're, you're going through the motions of, you know, you've been at two tracks now. You've kind of done everything there is to do. As far as working at a track, are you really starting to see what you like and don't like? Um, well, so and to segue back, when so when the track closed, I said I was I worked for about a month or so. Um, you know, working on the cars, cleaning them up, getting ready. Well, I also, and I was working like part-time at Empire. Like it wasn't a full-time gig at that point. Right. Like, so it was kind of just a couple days a week and and, and going from there. And um, there was a guy who owned an off-road shop uh, a little ways down mm-hmm. and he would work, he would weld all our carts. Like okay. when, when comp carts get used a lot, they crack. Yeah. And so he would repair them and stuff like that. And I had always wanted to learn how to weld and he built off-road Cars, trucks. That's what he. That's um, what his shop was tugging the heartstrings there. Yeah, a little and bit. Um, so I, I went to him and said, "Man, I want to. I want to. Can you teach me how to weld?" I said, "Yeah, that's okay, but you got to build something." 
He goes, we're not just welding two pieces of metal together. I love this. You got to yeah. build something. I said, all right, I want to build a cart. He goes, cool. Okay. He's, he's got like a he's shopping got, cart? What, what yeah, no, no. <laughs> and, he, and he's worked on them. So he's like, oh, yeah, all right. I'll teach you how to do that. Like, And cool. so I went out and bought, you know, I kind of did some research, bought some, you know, whatever metals is here in America. Right, um, yeah. And available. Like, yeah. And so, affordable. So some chromoly metal and, you know, got kind of, I measured like different cart thicknesses and stuff like that. And um, I actually designed up on graph sheet of paper a cart based off the, the Tony Esprit cart I had. And they kind of made some half-ass modifi- yeah. half modifications that I thought might work. It's called the Nathan Expree. I exactly. actually still have the original really? design, too, yeah. yeah. I want a picture of that. Um, it's hanging above your bed, actually. He <laughs> <Yeah>. looks <laughs> at it every night. <laughs> no, so, yeah, he we we bent the metal. Um, I bent about five left side pieces because it had, like, four compound bends in it. And if you don't get them all right, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it don't work. Um but we built a jig, jigged it all up. Oh, cool. Everything. I mean, built we built everything for it. Like, you know, I mean, except for the steering columns. I mean, I had steering column, but everything else, you know, we built up for it and yeah. made it. And it it's, I mean, it's obviously, you guys have seen it sitting in the shop. But yeah. I, yeah. Keep, I keep, I brought it out a few years ago. I'm going to go drive this thing. And that's right. That. It, was, it was when COVID came out. It's been sitting there in my shop up there just sitting there i haven't driven it yet yeah. but, but it's one um, step closer to being out on track it's near the track at least yeah you know? so it's absorbing I, track yeah. adjacent we yeah. like to say i think trish is just happy it's not at the house anymore <laughs> oh no it was in the garage it was fine yeah. it went when i remember you racing uh at tricy is like right when i first got i want to say 11 12 mm-hmm. somewhere in there red side pods 39 i believe mm-hmm. it is with a with a white circle black numbers was that that cart or did you have a quote um, so, proper cart? So I, at that time, at the beginning, I was using my my Esprit cart. Okay, um, but it just I, and I had done some like it had so many cracks in it. Like I, I remember a race at Moran, like the steering, like literally, it was being held on by that steering uprights. Yeah, were literally just one upright was. Is barely attached. Like I was, oh, no wonder it didn't handle very well. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, God, this I made this thing pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> And it just kind of just, it went to noodle. It yeah. just wasn't working anymore. Weird. And um, I have never owned a new cart, ever. That's not and, true. Well, except for one I made. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've never owned a manufactured broken cart. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there we go. Um, Although you manufactured that one. Technicalities, Mike. Technicalities. Homologated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't FIA approved. Indeed. That way. And, I had, and that cart had chassis had been put away. Like I had driven it. It was digitally designed for a four-stroke. That's what I thought I would yeah. use it for, and it didn't. It didn't suck, you know. Right. Like I first drove it, my first drive was at Adams, and like the the one thing like for every driver is like the one thing you don't want is a death push. Mm-hmm. Like you literally just it has to do something in the front. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And the first time I went to a turn, it actually turned. I'm like, all right, okay, it actually turned. <laughs> yeah. So it means something worked. You're right. Um. And I had driven it for a while, a little bit, but you know, and I had done some, te- and you know, kind of a little bit of testing. I'd like reweld bars on it, and right, and I made some errors that in construction, in terms of geometry, that need to be corrected by some weird bracing. But uh, but yeah, then I started racing that. It's like, well, that's well, that's all I got. Yeah. And so. any curiosity, aside from just you know, copy paste from the Expri. Where would the where did the knowledge come from as far as the 
bending and the manufacturing, the changes and things like that. Because your your the, English lit degree doesn't really no, I didn't <laughs> apply. And honestly, it was a lot of kind of half brain thought stuff. Um, he used some like, really fancy words to cuss at it, though. Yeah, it, <laughs> when uh, stuff wasn't working. There were some big it, words coming at it. It the biggest thing the mistake I made is I did not put enough caster into it, mm. like natural caster. It does not have enough natural caster, so that makes so the cart drives beautifully on a loose or sure. green track, a little yeah. bit flat. Yeah. Once there's any level of grip, it's just stuck. Yeah. We're not breaking it that drives, at Tri-C, it, it, then. it drives on a rail. Well, I mean, I drove it at Tri C, but like I said, it it was very tough in the in the summer. Mm-hmm. Like probably the, not a good two hundred six ride. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, no. So I drove that. I mean, that's what I drove for five more years. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, like all of you his know. racing here at Cal Speed. That's what I was That's wondering. what he yeah. drove, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I drove the speed car a little bit, but yeah, mainly it was when, all... When I found out that the, that the cart you had was a U-cart, I'm like, wow, I gotta go check this out. And there I go over there, and it had a sweet, fancy paint job on it. No, Clear coat no, rust, No, it baby. didn't. Yeah, Clear coat rust. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I loved about it, man. I And you weren't garbage, you're towards the sharp end whenever I saw you out there, yeah. as far as my memory serves. And and I was on a home-built ride. When was the last time someone home-built a go-kart and was running towards the sharp end? I, I was great. My favorite story about this is um, it wasn't a main. It was one of the heat races. Um, KPV, I don't remember if it was senior or master at the time. He came off there. Everybody came off on the scale line and... Somebody said, Paul Bonilla was racing, and somebody said to Paul Bonilla, dude, you got beat by a handmade cart. He's like, what? He's like, no, because Nathan beat Paul in that That's heat awesome. race. Um, the one time. Well, it was I one time. Paul's yeah. Probably fell off. <laughs> yeah. No, he finished the race, so he can't do that. Yeah, <laughs> nice. he, was, he, was, yeah. he was all, he was getting out of shape about that. He came from 32nd to 5th or whatever. He conveniently <laughs> left it out that detail when he had his podcast. Yeah. <laughs> brought it up. Yeah. Never brought I'm, it up. I'm sure it was big on Paul's mind. Yeah, yeah. Did you ever have a name for it? Um, so I originally, I, I originally <laughs> wanted to. Call, I was going to call it a TB cart, but That's unfortunately, cool. you can't do that. It's actually already taken, yeah. and it's actually spelled the way I spell it: T I B I. And they even use the colors I like: green and red. Oh it's wow! Like, you know, you could just get one. Oh, that's a thought. <laughs> <laughs> his face, his like mind is blown kidding. right now. Actually, I, I own the original TV oh, card. I, I don't even there. I love that. There's pictures being taken at that race you fished out of Paul, and then TB was debuted one week later. Yeah, like, <laughs> we've got it. Yeah, <laughs> we've got the design. That was part one of the Fullcaster Podcast, episode 46 with Nathan and Trish Thibodeau. Be sure to catch part two as well. 